I am here today with Daryl and David and uh, we have known each other for a little little while and I invited you as uh, fellow Asian people to uh, have a short conversation about design thinking, creativity, um, supportive elements and barriers. So Daryl, who are you? <laughs> Hi, um, I'm, I'm Daryl from Singapore, Design Thinkers Academy Singapore. Thank you. Thank you. David. I'm David from Hong Kong. Um, I'm a founder of InnoEdge and I will be the uh, co-founder of Design Thinkers Academy Hong Kong. Daryl, what do you need to become creative? Now? <laughs> <laughs> now, tomorrow, next week, yeah. next year, in the future, okay. after life. That's going to be a later question, right? No, <laughs> the question is now. No, really? Are you serious? <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> Space. Space. Uh, emotional space, I would think. Um, but also some constraints, interestingly. You know, when you feel constrained, when you feel uptight about certain things, you want to break through that. Yeah, that's, that gives you that satisfaction, you know? To become creative. To become creative because there is something for you to break through. You don't want to just do something that is progressive or like, or just the next step. But you just want to get something like, I broke that door, mm. you know, I, I, I smashed the gate. <laughs> that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's something that I probably like to do. Mm. Or I would think I like or and be able to do. Mm. Although we don't literally do that, like breaking gates and smashing doors, but mentally mm -hmm. it sounds really good, isn't it? To be able to do that and be 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 known for that on the in a positive sense. Be yeah. known for that. Yeah. So so I'm I'm like that shit stirrer <laughs> that I literally call myself, really. And and I thought it's it's positive and negative uh, to some, uh, to, to many, in fact, I've spoken to. There's some negative connotation about stirring shit. What is that exactly? Oh, stirring shit, it's like, <laughs> you know, you're, you're, in a, you're in some form of trouble. Instead of getting out of trouble, you're stirring it bigger. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's, that's, the, that's the connotation that it gets. But to me, it's when we are stirring shit that we realise that there are many opportunities within these difficulties, these troubles, it's not just one problem. It's more than one opportunity in that problem. But we don't see this because we don't stir it. We just quickly, it's shit, get out. It's shit, get out. You know, and we never learn. Mm. So we fall back in again and I'm in the same shit again, get out. You know, mm -hmm. yeah. So I always have this uh, thinking. Mm -hmm. The more you stir, the better you understand and the better you are as a person. Mm. Yeah. Can you give me an example of the greatest shit, shit you stared in? <laughs> that you really, really thought, oh <laughs> my god, well, how will I get out of here? I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have an example of a shit that is so big 
um, <laughs> but I would say it's the simplest shit that we can do in our day, everyday lives. So when I was in when I was in the government service in the earlier days, you too. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> That's why we became creative, right? <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but I always felt that the policies are good. It has mm-hmm. very good intentions, but does it really bring our citizens and our our beneficiaries to the next better place? Uh, sometimes it does, but sometimes it constrains them a lot that they don't hit them. They don't hit their maximum potentials. So I used to be helping out with training organizations, mm-hmm. uh, and their role, their mission is to really get people more equipped for jobs, isn't it? Mm-hmm. To train people to and give people skills, but are they doing that effectively? With this kind of constraining policies, I ask myself, the answer is not really. Because they don't know how to go beyond that, so they work within that. If you work within a certain structure, you will come out with a certain type of people. Mm-hmm. But if you go beyond and you look at look at other potentials of people, how to develop their capabilities, develop their potentials, develop their motivations and things like that, then these individuals come out to be a better workforce. Mm-hmm. That's that's how I feel, uh. mm-hmm. Yeah. How how did you steer then? What did you do to steer? Well, uh, <laughs> I think importantly is to have good partners within the within the service. So, um, I had a good supervisor, mm-hmm. and and I always I always I was very frank with him, and I said, yeah, we have this we have these rules to follow, so we follow the rules. But on the other hand, can we teach and educate our beneficiaries like the schools, the education centers to go beyond and to look at how else can you maximize what the government has given to you in terms of like funding schemes, uh, uh, the licenses to run these programs, to go straight and approach the people in the market, to ask them to come to your school to take a course, uh, even with the national certification, what can you do with that? And how can you go beyond simply running that two-day course, that three-day course, that five-day course, and people leaving with that little thing that they, 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 they're hoping for? Can mm-hmm. they go beyond that? I think that's, that's, that's what I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did, did any of those schools uh, or, or persons who, who went through mm-hmm. that process that mm-hmm. ver- very specific process you mentioned <laughs> your process yeah. did they come back to you to well, tell you you know what they did in fact they do they do mm. uh, what did they in say that, in that two years a lot of them were very grateful because they felt they felt they were always following rules but you know as educators mm-hmm. we are going beyond just education and teaching people one plus one equals to two we're telling you about why one plus one equals to two and how you can make use of that information to do more things mm-hmm. And um, these schools uh, eventually became my clients. <laughs> That's proof enough, right? Because you taught them one plus one is A. It's, yeah, exactly. Or Pro- one, one plus one plus is one equals to, is is, I, I don't know. Care. So, yeah, exactly. So with that, uh, coming out when I left, uh, a lot of them came and asked, hey, now you're doing this. Can you can you just give us some advice? Can you work around? Uh, what, what can we do to get ourselves to the next level? I say, yeah, sure, of course. I mean, these are things that we have been trying to drive uh, uh, to bring this whole workforce development to a next level. But mm-hmm. uh, people always have this negative connotation of what we do in mm-hmm. the service. So, mm-hmm. uh, you mean what we do, the 
government officials. Yeah, the government. Yeah, yeah. We always feel very constrained, but yeah. frankly, the policies are really good. Um, just that impressions uh, don't allow it to effectively take place, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Th- mm-hmm. There are some negative impressions here and there, but mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what about you, David? I wonder, are you also, <laughs> also carefully asked a government official <laughs> once in your lifetime? <laughs> no, I work for government. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about about your path into creativity. Okay. Mm. Just give me some time. <laughs> <laughs> Finish my... Let us all the, take a chocolate. <laughs> yeah. I guess your conversation should be <laughs> long, long, long. It's going to be long. That's why I enjoy my first chocolate. Your hands are in. That's true waffles. Favourite. But second, maybe. Second question. Go. Yeah. Anytime you're ready. Government service. Nah. Yeah. It's nice to know that I've been there. Mm-mm. It was a good experience, really. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. It's, it's been good. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Wow, huh? Wow. All of you are was, is mm. are civil servants. Mm. But I'm not well for government mm. since I graduated. Since you graduated? Yes. Okay. Mm. In my life, mm. after I graduated, only work for one industry. Training industry. Training mm. industry. Yes. From 20 years Go before. Mm-hmm. My first job is Dell Carnegie training. Mm-hmm. In fact, Dell Carnegie is one of the most recognized training consulting training provider in the world. And I'm so proud because the founder of Dell Carnegie training is Dell Carnegie. And his book is stored in every library in the world. Mm-hmm. When I travel over the world, mm-hmm. go to the library and find the book of the founder. I'm mm-hmm. so proud. And work for these organizations. Uh, in fact, um, this is my first job because I'm so proud to work for Dell Carnegie. Uh, in fact, after I worked for Dell Carnegie for five years, from a teacher assistant to become a uh, youngest, youngest, uh, youngest trainer in Hong Kong. In fact, uh, Dell Carnegie, the average, the target audience is middle management. The age is about. Uh, 30 60. 60. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're too young. In fact, in fact, in fact, the classroom, there's, there was some 60 years old person yeah. to attend because they buy in Dell Carnegie. Mm. I still remember when I walked in the classroom, they said, wow, wow, please give me a coffee. They treat me a coffee boy, assistant. <laughs> yes. Being yes. you, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the, in, in fact, the average age for Dell Carnegie yep. trainer is about yeah. 30 to 40. Yeah. But yeah. I became a trainer is 27. The youngest in Hong Kong areas. Yeah. Youngest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I really love it Mm-mm. because I need to overcome myself. I need to o- overcome what they perceive. Uh, after one year, I overcame it. And I treat this a good experience for them to overcome every situation in the classroom. Um, after Dale Carnegie, I started my consulting firm, but fail. <laughs> but fail. Mm. Totally fail. Mm. Just because uh, when I worked for Dale Carnegie, uh, about two years, I think that 
wow, David Jones is worth for a big, big, big money. But I forgot. There's a brand behind me, Dale Carnegie. Mm. That's why I start my consulting. I start my consulting firm. Total loss. <laughs> so the market said, David. Who's David? Yes. David. Yes. Which David? What yeah. David? Why David? Yes. But I, but, mm. but I work for Dale Carnegie. I can't see the brand behind me. I just see wow the the classmate, the student, the learner, is so by me. But I forgot the brand yeah. behind. Mm. That's why my my first business is total loss. Mm. I I look at your face and I can see you smile while you are telling this story. Yeah. Um, with us, why the smile? Of course, yes. Ah, uh, we've told that ten years. Mm -hmm. I don't know what is the top of the world. Mm -hmm. How to make every people buy in your company lot. The trainer. Mm -hmm. I learned a lot, a lot from them. Buy the buy in. Yes. Buy the brand, not the buy trainer. The yes. Yes. I, I learned the secret behind. Uh -huh. That's why I, I love my ten very tough. Yeah. Story. <laughs> Are you ready to share the secret behind? <laughs> in this room. Of with course. Us. Yes. We will not tell others. <laughs> This my lovely sharing is build the system, mm -hmm. build the trainer, not mm -hmm. train the trainer, build the trainer, build a trainer factory. Uh, in fact, uh, based on my understanding, there was over 3,000 Dell Kani trainers over the world from different backgrounds. Um, how they can do it in 20 years ago? Mm -hmm. Because they are all buy-in. Mm -hmm. The same philosophy, they follow the same system, they follow the same questioning mm -hmm. process, mm -hmm. <coughs> and they can, and in fact, it I I believe that um Dell Carnegie was one of the greatest training organization in the world, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but today they are going to win. <laughs> <laughs> are you saying, are you saying that the trainers somehow were influenced or changed inside yes. because of some secret although you say although you say system mm -hmm. and that makes me think of different things systems yeah. systems is really a hard mm. hard iron like this prison over here uh, hard stuff but you also say the people the, the, the people buy in they buy in. The one, one philosophy. To, yeah. One philosophy. And when I was joined, uh, joined the training training process, I still remember the last question, the last, last, last questions. Um, before at the end of the training training pro program, the master trainer asked us, why today, why, that, why do you, why do you need to go to the classroom? Mm. For what? Mm -hmm. Why? Someone said that, um, I love to teach. Mm. I love the learner. I want to share their Kangi philosophy. I love to teach person. Someone said that I, I want to earn money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fair, yeah. Fair, mm -hmm. fair, fair. Mm -hmm. Someone said that I love someone buying me. I love to teach others. So many, so many questions. So many questions. Uh, so many answers. answers. So many answers. But the master trainer said, no. 
No. All answer is, is belongs to your favorite. Think about why. Hmm. This is a Dale Carnegie course. This is not your course. Hmm. Why you are the trainer? Why? I I still remember um one hour we think about that. Why Dale Carnegie course? It's not for Dale Carnegie. For you, why you are trainer? And the the answer is most inspire us. Still, loud. The master trainer said that because Mr. Del Carney have an appointment tonight. You should do all the things like Del Carney for Del Carney course. That means all the people when you're Del Carney trainer, you are Del Carney. Himself. Yes. Hmm. That's interesting, huh? Very, very inspiring. Not just because you want to earn money, not just because you want to teach people, because Dale Carnegie has their own appointment, has his own appointment. Mm -hmm. He can't teach the class, and you not work for him. You are Dale Carnegie. Yeah, you have become him. Yes. And perhaps help him to help others. You become um, you became him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like help him. You became uh, him. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's why. Uh, at, at that moment, uh, at, at two years ago, two twenty years ago, we read through all the Dale Carnegie book. Remember every wordings in every pages. Mm -hmm. When the when the when the cast member, I want to know about. Oh, I know that <laughs> you talk about which page. We all know about. Everything about Dale Carnegie. We buy in the philosophy. We buy in everything about. I I believe this mission, mm -hmm. and the systems, mm -hmm. can help. Dale Carnegie was was mm -hmm. one of the strongest training organizations in the world. But unfortunately, twenty years ago, uh, when we become a became a trainer, we should attend participate. At least two hundred hours, two mm. hundred hours, mm -hmm. and co conduct four times. Mm -hmm. That's mean, about three, at least four hundred hour experience mm -hmm. to become a certified trainer, but today, you only attend one time, and co conduct one time. Mm -hmm. That's mean, uh, less than less maybe less than, maybe just maybe less than forty hours. What does it mean that we as human beings have become smarter in learning? Or <laughs> because no one, no one willing, no one willing to spend so spend. many times mm -hmm. the investment. Of yeah. Oh. What is the result then from this difference? Job. Is it but business I'm, job? The what I mean is the the the, the quality of the carney trainer. Job. Significant job. You, and, mean, yeah. you mean people are only focusing on the job and the certificate, oh. or because of the quality of the trainer yeah. job and the quality of the workshop job. Yeah. And I, 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 I based on understanding, two things are uh, is critical. The first one thing is, um, the CEO of of Dale Carnegie. Lot attended, lot participated Dale Carnegie course. <laughs> <laughs> when he was, when he was Dale Carnegie, the the uh, CEO of 
Dale Carnegie. Mm-hmm. Um, they just they just treat themselves as a business developer, mm-hmm. or businessman run mm-hmm. the organizations. Just running the just the running organization. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of petitioner. Yeah. Uh, just on the run, but I don't believe it can work. Uh-huh. And another thing is, um, I believe that uh, because there is a golden principle, twenty one principle of Dale Carnegie, mm-hmm. was said it in one hundred years ago. <laughs> they should update. <laughs> for example, for for for, for seven habit, they also update <laughs> to eight habit. But, but but you cannot perceive anyone. Yeah. The principle for one hundred years ago yeah. can apply today. Yeah. It's not reasonable. Yeah. That's would, why. Would you would you apply some creativity to it? <laughs> I want. I in, you... in fact, I really want. Mm-hmm. But they allow allow me come back to tell kind of wrong again. Is this the reason that you built your own business? <laughs> uh, in fact, I know that I know that some of. The majority of, of the trainer has their own business. Yeah. Uh, but um, I, I don't know why. I really want to come come back to the classroom for teaching to sharing. Uh, even even I say that I will not leave any content for the uh, for the for the, any participant. But they they said that they all know David Jung. <laughs> but that okay. I I cannot say. Um, the majority of trainer is not a great trainer. They are lot. Their philosophy is use the normal normal trainer mm-hmm. for Dale Carnegie classroom. Lot mm-hmm. the famous one in the classroom. Mm-hmm. I don't think their approach is right mm-hmm. because based on my experience, when I go through TTT. Mm-hmm. Any person buy in and work on the principle of Dale Carnegie can be a trainer. Mm-hmm. In fact, the master trainer of my class is Greg Gretliff. He is uh, the, in the Dale Carnegie organization. He's the second chair, and he was uh, the people. Uh, the people landed Greg Gretliff. Is a second Dale Carnegie. Mm-hmm. That's why. Mm-hmm. That's why, I believe. The things from my master trainer instead of today's sponsor, I don't think mm. they know how to run Dale Carnegie. Mm. Let's let's look at your business because you learned so much from the past. Yeah. So what what would you say are the the, the seven principles of David Chung? No. <laughs> No, 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 no. Only system. No David. Only system. No David Chung. So yeah. describe me your system. How do you run your mm. training business and dealing with this magic juice as creativity? Uh, I believe uh, I have three strong principles behind our system. The first one is get the results from a client. Help the client get the results, whatever. His expected result is revenue, profit, market share, brand. We help him to get their results, because uh, the philosophy of deciding he is human centric. It's human centric, mm-hmm. and I and we focus on business market. Mm-hmm. Revenue, profit, market share should be their one and lead. That's why the first thing is we should help our client to get the results. Mm-hmm. The second thing is. 
I think that may be quite interesting for 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 the majority of of our of of others provider. We never we never never provide discount. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Never never. You are very strong about this point. Huh? <laughs> yes. Never. Mm. Why? Because, go back to the principle number one. If we can provide what you want, do you want to discount your expectation? Do you want to discount your want? Do you want to discount your lead? If you want, I give you an other number. They can, they can provide ninety percent off discount of my offering, but they cannot help you fulfill your demand. That's why the second risk never talk about discount. Mm-hmm. The third one is after we what they want, what get what they want, low discount. The third one is everything is a system. That means I offer the service to you. My partner offer the service to you is exactly the same. Mm-hmm. All written in the book. Mm-hmm. All written in the book. That's why we have a so fake uh, manual because mm-hmm. um, we treat. Training is the system. Lord, how great, how wonderful, how influencing power in the classroom. There's a system you can do it by yourself. Um, I I I believe I believe um, this principle behind our system um, is need to be successful. Uh, from my um, I I still remember four years ago I established my uh, 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 training firm in Hong Kong. Uh, today I am a market leader in Hong Kong and South China. Areas mm-hmm. and the corporate is quite buy in, mm-hmm. make things happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, give a full service. Mm-hmm. I, I <laughs> inside my client, I I I never say low discount. Give a full service, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we provide a system. Mm-hmm. Um, this fee thing, mm-hmm. I I I quite uh, I I feel uh, the market is quite buy in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The. Um, in my head, in my head, there are many questions actually, and <laughs> I need to select the first one carefully. <laughs> I, I just going to state them. The first one is you stress the system, the the a certain wholeness of things and stuff and people together. That that is important. Yeah. Uh, makes me asking you. Uh, how significant uh, a trainer could be and uh, you describe a situation in an Asian context uh, that clients uh, like the the whole system that you provide. Um, I wonder how different that is could be compared to an European or Dutch contest context. So let's start with the first one. Okay. Okay. <laughs> in your opinion, or even uh, Daryl, also yeah. in your opinion, mm-hmm. how significant uh, is uh, a trainer in the training context with all the material, let's say design thinking methods and materials and processes? Um, would you, in certain contexts, choose for this trainer and not for that trainer? Well, if we look at it on the context of uh, the subject itself that's being taught, uh, the importance of the trainer probably 
uh, maybe less significant if they are skills like um, technical skills, for example. Uh, of course, I mean, in, 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 in training of technical skills, you, you, you look at certain attitudes like safety and things like that, which are critical. But you don't really need a trainer to be that uh, inspiring in that sense as compared to like design thinking, something that is, uh, really goes beyond our comfort zones, getting deep into someone's emotions, someone's life, uh, someone's uh, thought processes and things like that. Uh, I think in that realm, um, the significance of a trainer is very different. And I think coming back to David's uh, sharing about systems, how important is systems uh, in, in delivering of training? I think, yes, but to me, systems is, I won't look at that systems as a process of step one, step two, step three, but more of the mission that drives it. What is that whole mission that surrounds uh, 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 this particular trainer? Are you there to make that next buck? Are you there to bring performance to an organization? Or are you there to change that next person that you are now talking to in class? Mm -hmm. And that's something that I, I look out for in, in the trainers that we work with uh, in Singapore. We try to look for these kind of uh, uh, attributes, I guess, mm -hmm. uh, that, that, that you can inspire at will. And I think that's mm -hmm. very important because if you don't, if, 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 if as a trainer, you are not able to really motivate that next action, mm -hmm. the skills will always remain in the book. They will put it in their bags, they'll be on a high. But they go back home, they fall back into their comfort zones and they sit on it and it will never ever happen. And, and that's been my inspiration uh, four or five years ago since... Uh, uh, hearing a bit about a bit more about design thinking because I heard of design thinking at least what 10 plus years ago mm -hmm. in Singapore and I thought oh looking at the process hey this is something that we do no it's nothing new at all mm -hmm. but I came over to Netherlands three years four years ago surprisingly that yeah, well <laughs> we could have met in those years actually. you know yeah. <laughs> but it was it was just different. It was just different. It, uh, it opened up my eyes to, to yeah. uh, my eyes, my heart, mm -hmm. uh, that this is something that we have inbuilt in us uh, in Asia, mm. but we haven't really been using it at all because we have been so constrained by uh, what we are supposed to do, what we need to do and what we are told to do. <laughs> as compared to really, I mean, okay, that's, that's a bit abstract, but what I'm talking about will be things like rules rules, systems, processes, institutions. Um, but when, you, when, when coming here and, and looking at, then you realise that there are unlimited opportunities that this whole human-centric mm -hmm. design offers me mm -hmm. as a person. So when I talk to people now about human-centricity and when I talk about journeys and when I talk about touch points, these individuals are now realising that if we just give that extra one minute more of conversations, you will discover that there is something else, something more, something little bit, something small. But that's very significant. That is very significant. And that's what you love. That's yeah. what I love about it. And, yeah. and, and then they go back and, I didn't know I could do that. So I've been recording uh. videos of people telling me, I didn't know I could do that. I didn't know I could do that. Oh man, that's the, that's, that's the cherry on the top. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
I think I have a, a, a similar experience as, uh, as you. Uh, when, I, when I experienced, um, when I was training uh, people from uh, the Middle East and Northern Africa, I was not so aware of what I was doing. Mm. And uh, I guess uh, becoming a more complete person every day, step by step, um, I could look back and realize what I did. Um, I use a lot of uh, games or game mechanisms in uh, sessions and I guess for trainers we could say those are interactions and they are sometimes quite specific of course. And uh, by using those very high energy interactions the the learners were very surprised by mm. it, very surprised, making me think, why are they so surprised? Um, and, you know, let me say that I was naive the first times. I loved just copying my own context to them. I mean, in my life there were many times that uh, I, I would say, um, um, ignorance is bliss. <laughs> we need ignorance sometimes. Sometimes, yes, <laughs> yes true. Yeah, true. So uh, suddenly, I I saw people uh, breaking through their own, you could say, emotional yeah. or social barriers and I still needed others to point it out for me so to me what I saw was oh this is what I expected this is really what I expected mm -hmm. people coming up to me and having the chit chat and also uh, pointing out to me uh, what happened in the training that caused them to change so I appreciated the honesty then others pointed out to me well union do you realize this is something that, let's say, an Arab male person wouldn't do to a female t trainer? Mm -hmm. You know, just to, just to point it out more clearly. Then I started to think, so what is happening then mm -hmm. in this cultural context? Uh, are we perhaps entering uh, a field of creativity that has no cultural boundaries. And should we be there more often? Um, let's not say that people should stay there, but you know, once in a while, come over here, experience this nice garden and let's call this garden design thinking because we need a word yeah. we need a word <laughs> we need a word to well this is my word to play i i like i like i like it when you brought up this whole thing about cultural boundaries i look at this as cultural opportunities yeah my goodness the amount of it's because of the diversity of the cultures that offers us new new things to put together you know it's like eating ice cream with i don't know um, chopsticks 
yeah, yeah, not not really the toast, but mixing ice cream with chili. Yeah. For example, it, it gives you a damn funny taste, but for all you know, it might be a damn good taste, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's something that we never explored. Can we do that? Mm-hmm. Can we take, I don't know, stuff like that. So when we have, and and that's something that I've been I've been testing out. So, um, past few months I've been working in in different different countries, traveling quite substantially, uh, in Southeast Asia in particular, Hong Kong. Uh, Thailand, um, uh, Myanmar, um, mm. the people that you talk to, the stereotypes that we used to have mm-hmm. are now all broken because of the conversations I had yeah. with these individuals. Even why some of the things are happening in Hong Kong. You talk yes. to them. I, I literally was sitting in a taxi of one of them and I was just understanding, why are you doing this? Yeah. Do, do you realise that this might cause you not to have anyone coming into your taxi tomorrow? Yeah, but so then they tell me the whole story and I realized that wow, there is so much there is so much there are so many opportunities that we could do something small mm-hmm. just to help make that little difference. Like say, just passing on this story to the next person, mm-hmm. for example. Mm-hmm. When someone tells you a story, sometimes this person wants this story to pass to the, to be passed to the next person. This could be a little thing. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they want you to do something for them. Mm-hmm. But we don't even want to open the door. I think, uh, uh, in our olden, in in our earlier days of uh, having structural boundaries, having uh, c- cultural boundaries, national boundaries, political boundaries. No, you don't get involved there. You don't get involved. This, this is their business. This is your business. Mm-hmm. So they don't come together. But today, I think, and and that's probably the future. I think the future is all about partnerships. <laughs> partnerships, people to people partnerships. Mm-hmm. Businesses will now. No, that's a bold statement. That pe- businesses will, will have to work through people. Mm-hmm. I when, when you say this, I like the word bumping. Actually, I bumped into you guys. <laughs> In a way, I bumped <laughs> yeah, yeah, into yeah. you. I, I didn't know you so well uh, beforehand, but I bumped into you. And I, I would say, um, uh, I, I mean, I agree with you that it, it depends so much on, on people. And I do realize that uh, in the past few years I uh, appreciate the coincidence of stuff you know mm. like we are sitting here it's yeah. it's coincident and um, of course we can describe it in very nice words I haven't made this match <laughs> 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 and then the other thing that make, makes me um, in a good way make me small is when I exchange a story with one other person you never know who that other person is you know he might be Mr. President uh, or becoming Mr. President and so on you don't know Mm -hmm. and I kind of like it so again there is this ignorance like it is nice not to know too much about the other person Mm -hmm. as if as if leaving space for the other to to walk, to grow, to to roll, to hit some boundaries, and or or to talk to somebody else. This is an interesting. Uh, yesterday we did that session as well on shit stirring. So I had this little. Your session, eh? Yeah, that was my. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you, you need to tell a little bit more about it before you start. <laughs> okay, so so um, it's. 
it was initially meant to talk about the the disjoint between an intellectual empathy and emotional empathy. Mm. So uh, th- that was the initial intent, um, whereby um, you know sometimes matters that deals with emotions, no form of intellect, no form of knowledge will be able to ease that emotion or. Uh, escalate that emo- maybe you could escalate it but you probably wouldn't be able to ease it it's like a pain if you have a heartache no amount of knowledge will help you to reduce that heartache you can give yourself all forms of excuses chocolate chocolate whatever <laughs> all Beer. forms of excuses it will never get rid of that or change that emotion it will still be that painful what people do at in, in, in extreme cases people do uh, things to themselves to to kind of distract themselves with a separate emotion, a pain, a higher pain, a, another self-inflicted pain would make it better. And, and, and perhaps so, because emotionally what we think is, this is now self-inflicted, this is not another person inflicted. Therefore, since mm. I inflicted this on myself, I feel better about it. Maybe. Mm. But anyway, sorry, moving too far. <laughs> uh, that session kind of went on and evolved from talking about the disjoint into talking about, funnily, we are all blessed with our senses, our five senses, sight, sight, uh, speech, so on and so forth. And what I did was simply to blindfold people. And I took away one, one, sight, uh, one sense of sight. And I unblindfolded half of them. Immediately, judgments took place. Empathy dropped very significantly. And I asked that very last question. I asked, what were you doing when you were asked to lead the blind person to complete the task? So I, 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 I kind of got them to complete a certain task. So the first group, uh, the whole group was blindfolded. Half of the group were unblindfolded and they were asked to bring the blind people to complete a task. Straight away, judgments came in. Why, Why? are we doing this? Hmm. What is the whole significance? I don't see the... About the exercise. Yes. Oh. That was so immediate. It was instant. And at the end of the whole discussion... I was asking, how do you feel? The blind people felt, oh, it was it was emotional. It was lonely. I was all alone. I felt I felt left alone because my partner got pulled out of me suddenly, and it was all emotional. The rest of them were unblindfolded. It was amusing. It was frustrating at the start. I was asking myself, what's happening? I don't understand quite that whole empathy from who you were supposed to help became self-centered. You were trying to answer your own questions, trying to make your judgment of the situation already. So I, the, the, the closing question was, are we less effective empathizers when we are given more senses? So that was where mm-hmm. I think, um, hopefully, some shit was stirred. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Well, <clears throat> something is staring here. <laughs> Why? I, I guess what happened was not within your expectation. No. No, it was not. No. And it's always amazing when you spend more time allowing people to talk, allowing people to really reflect, but making yourself first vulnerable. I think when you talked about being naive, I ask myself, it's not just uh, uh, it's good to be naive, but sometimes I hope to be naive. Mm. Because when mm. you go and when we talk to the next person out there, whether it's a president or not, I would rather be naive about it. I don't want to know who you are. Yeah. I mm. want to know you as a person. Mm. I'm also a person. 
let's just be people. And I tell you, the conversations that happens within there, mm. magic happens. You build yourself a friend, you build yourself a new family member somehow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Mm. Um, now, you know, we, we share quite deep stuff, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> here's some tissues there. Well, <laughs> How to put this in in uh, a training or a learning situation? How do you, how yeah, how do you do that, guys? To us, uh, in my in my training, I think uh, we we emphasize a lot about empathy. But to us, to 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 me at least, empathy is enabled really by three three things. I feel care, concern, and truthfulness. That's something that I don't know whether it's a skill, it's an attitude or something, but we always tell people when you have conversations and if any of these are not present, no one's going to talk to you about anything. Mm-hmm. They will give you your 10-year series answers. What What is stopping you from buying this product? Oh, the price, the place. But when you really go and talk to them, well, actually, you know, every morning I have to pass this 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 man that sells newspapers, he bugs me in, in buying that newspaper. It's got absolutely nothing to do with that product in that retail yeah, store. Yeah, but yeah. that guy, every time I have to walk past him, he bugs me. So, I don't like that journey to the retail store. Mm-hmm. Therefore, I don't buy. Mm-hmm. Really? Oh, can we do something about it? But we don't have, we don't even get down to that conversation yeah. at all. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, these little care and concern and that's when people start telling you stuff uh, and I think I, I like to know I've been blessed that uh, uh, people tell me things today uh, a lot of people tell me things today uh, even if I yeah uh, uh, I don't ask they, they, they suddenly tell me Daryl you know yesterday I had this oh my gosh <laughs> yeah but but it's nice because you like to hear all these stories and you, you enjoy them because on one hand you know that uh, people recognize that you care um, and, and you have made the world a bit better just by being that other person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you do it, David? How do you do this? Um, it's quite difficult. Uh, oh, sorry, it's quite di- different approach mm-hmm. uh, because the majority of our client is corporate client. Mm-hmm. Um, they come to us to solve the corporate issue. Um, that's why we simplify his pain, mm. their tough point mm-hmm. uh, of their company, of their business, mm-hmm. um, in every menu mm-hmm. for our in-house class. The largest part is not what we are, what is design thinking, mm-hmm. what is their pain point. Mm-hmm. When they saw, wow, why you long my pain point? We say that. Today is not a course. It's a journey mm-hmm. for help you to solve your tough question. Mm-hmm. After you leave the classroom, mm-hmm. I believe all of you have a new insight, new angle of solutions of your changing path. This I I believe as a trainer, as a facilitator, we should show our empathy mm-hmm. to yeah. what they feel what they yeah. pain what they want yeah. is the first part yeah. mm. and the second part is before the training yeah. we should work hard I really work hard <laughs> to find what is a similar 
solutions mm -hmm. in their industry mm -hmm. or in other, other. industry. Mm -hmm. That's called uh, inspir inspirational aspirations. Um, in fact, it's most important. Um, in my experience, the majority of the cast members say that, David, why I why you low? This is my industry. I don't know. In fact, we put so much effort to find yeah. different angle in the industry, different solutions of their similar industry. Yeah. This is another way, mm -hmm. another way to simplify them. Mm -hmm. Not just I know you, I know what happened in your industry, mm -hmm. and what happened in other industry, and how to solve it. <laughs> and the last part, I believe is most important. As a facilitator, we should listen what the learners say, <laughs> what the trainer feel, what the learners feel. Um, I always talk to my team. Listen, amplify. It's not theory. Mm -hmm. In your classroom, can you stop until the learner fully share their pain and of course number four is believe the tools <laughs> um, mm -hmm. um the majority of the learners and my teammate always ask me one question david why you commit at the start of the training you to the to the learners you commit them you can help them to find new solutions if the problem is at that end how <laughs> i talk to all the learners <laughs> and all my teammates i believe the tools <laughs> i believe the tools because i read over 300 cases <laughs> about how design thinking <laughs> help different different <laughs> enterprise to break through from bankrupt to billion enterprise, mm -hmm. from one person to 10,000 people. I totally believe mm -hmm. this way mm -hmm. and tools can help every enterprise mm -hmm. do this. I, I, I believe um, that's all my way to help to empathize all the participants. <laughs> Do you see them uh, becoming a David? This is interesting because I, I when I listen to you, yeah. I have a uh, I have the feeling that uh, you strongly believe in in the tools and the philosophy of of, of design thinking. Yes. So, do uh, your learners are they for that moment following you? Or did they really change their mindset as well, so they can walk their journey by themselves? Yes, uh, because we are, we have a different approach. Mm -hmm. The first hour in the classroom is not talk about what is design thinking. Mm -hmm. We talk about why design thinking. Mm -hmm. um, two cases always impress them. Mm -hmm. The first case is when they low, three young people. Mm -hmm. Use a method to make something 
and become the largest hospitality group in the world, Airbnb. Mm-hmm. The fee guy used design thinking. Mm-hmm. And the second story is when, when we asked the participant, Pepsi Cola and Coca Cola, mm. what's the largest? They always said Coca Cola. Mm. We said, yes, but in mm. the history, this is two years, Pepsi Cola has largest market share than Coca Cola. Mm-hmm. The CEO used a very special strategy to do this. And the person, wow, what's the strategy? What's the strategy? And he said that according to Harvard Business Review, not David Chung, <laughs> the CEO said that used design thinking. All, all the learners, wow. Afterwards, I say that today I'm not talking about a little bit idea. Mm. A little bit solutions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We talk about how to use the way to change the world. Pepsi Cola, warm Coca Cola. Mm-hmm. V guy get the largest organization in the world, Airbnb. So many cases. Mm-hmm. Afterwards, he said, "Wow!" <laughs> but they would think that David, why those cases are foreign cases? Yes. Not Hong Kong case. Yes. I I will share. This is the power of design thinking in a foreign country. Yes. But you know what? In the Wally on Library, there's two cases for design thinking for Hong Kong Enterprise. Mm-hmm. Was published two years ago. Mm-hmm. The case is Mirror Hotel and Hong Kong Airline. Those are the first ever case in the world. And done by my team. Mm-hmm. At that moment, all of you look, wow, 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 what's the case? And we distribute the case to them. When they saw the case, wow, this case is published in the online library. Wow, this is the first ever case. And they will believe design thinking mm-hmm. can be well for the foreigner, can be localized to Hong mm-hmm. Kong and China yes. people. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And the last part mm-hmm. is we take out our Full participant manual. <laughs> there is around sixty pages, six six pages. We say that all the tr- all the things, all the tips, all the best practice, inside. They were comforted. Wow, yeah. this is a great thing. Yeah, yeah There's yeah. no colitis, and yeah. I have a golden ball. Mm, 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 mm. And the last sentence is, our journey start. Yeah. Not for that. Not for design thinking. It's not for your change statement, mm-hmm. and all the people. You believe it can help. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. When you describe it this way, um, is it is it fair to stay to say that uh, the, the trend is uh, growing in in Asia? I'm not so sure. I'm because, yeah, I'm I'm not so sure whether I well, well I I could say I have the impression that uh, in in Europe and in the Netherlands, design thinking is becoming mm. super popular. You know, mm-hmm. perhaps we are going to to tip. But um, is it fair to say to, that in Asia it's it's coming up and that it's a trend that is being picked up now, and that you well need cases from foreign countries to show how it can work, and that. Um, 
you two okay. have, I, 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 okay. have the assignment to make more Asian cases. <laughs> okay, okay. Wow. <laughs> That's nice to know. <laughs> okay, I'll share first. Yeah. Uh, first of all, I, I should use a global research from Deloitte in 2016. Um, they asked over four, 400 C-level C level mm-hmm. staff mm-hmm. what you want, what you need. Mm-hmm. The result is, in in upcoming 10 years, design thinking should be the focus in Asia area, mm-hmm. but it's out in the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. There's a research, mm-hmm. concrete research. Besides research, um, in fact, two years ago, our government, Hong government, put design thinking in the policy address. Mm-hmm. Put design thinking is the national agenda. Hmm. It never happened before mm-hmm. since Hong Kong established in 1841. Hmm. Mm-hmm. That means the government aware need to use design thinking to make things happen. Mm-hmm. And the last thing I want to, this low figure, just I feel, just I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, in this year, 2019, many corporate Aware that lean six sigma, mm-hmm. maybe maybe, uh, it's out. Maybe maybe they want find something mm. to enhance their business. Beside mm. lean six sigma, mm. just because one thing, mm-hmm. because lean six sigma is is totally number driven, but in reality, we should care about people. The people is. Talking about customer, staff. That's why the position of design thinking is not just create a power solutions and lead your employee buy in and let them really change and, uh, and, and also make your customer happy mm. and your customer willing to try your new product and services. The voice is the trend. I believe that. <laughs> Well, in, in, in I don't I don't like to read too much. Um, <laughs> it's a fact. I mean, yeah. papers tell us information, but it's written for a purpose, right? Yeah. Media tells us information because it's created for a purpose. Um, I like to go and talk to people. I like to at least tell myself. I like to find out. Really, is design thinking coming up, or is it mm-hmm. really something that you know and it's going off? Um, so I've been blessed this year again the same story <laughs> to talk to people at different levels so whether you're from a very large global uh, 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 multinational corporation uh, as, as a director or as, as, as some, someone up there or uh, you're from the government service or you're just a person that is an entrepreneur or maybe a, just, a, just a worker on the ground um, but when you talk to them we realise that design thinking is still very new in Asia Mm-hmm. Very new. But of course, when you explain to them the concepts, the fundamental concepts of it, being human-centric, it's already there. Yeah. But mm. they don't know how to really maximize it. And I think uh, just now when you talked about being tools-driven, I, I don't know. Tools just help us to communicate a little better because visual. there are some people who are just damn visual. You know, you, yeah. you just need to see it there and then you just slap on your post-its and whatnot. But there are some people who have journey maps inbuilt in them already. They, you know, they, as they talk to you, they're like, 
Hmm, yeah. that's why you are working this. Oh, that's where your touch point. Oh, that's where you're a bit iffy about this part, and you know, and and, and I think that is a natural design thinker. Mm. I, I think. Mm. But having said that, um, the potentials of this is huge uh, in 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 Asia. So I've spoken to some people, but the problem lies in the boundaries and the structures they remain in, because it's new, because it's novel in that sense. People are not ready to deep dive or even invest into let's look at what design thinking can do. But there are some other people who say, okay, I've got an extra budget this year. Let's let's just get a fundamental course out there and get our people to experience it and see how that goes. There are that few. And then after that, they start to embark on their journeys. So I, I, we've been blessed to work with quite a number of these large organizations in, in the year. And I think following that, what happened was they are now really starting to look at the benefits because as they bring it back, every single one of them is like, wow, I didn't know I could do this. Like the same story mm. as I mentioned a while ago. I didn't know I could do this. And then they bring it back to the bosses. And mm. one, of the, one of the biggest uh, rewards we found last year when we did a project with one of the car retail or car manufacturing companies, quite a large one actually, um, when we went back for a, de- uh, a, a review with, the, with the, 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 the director, they told us, oh, the journey map that we used still in there it's in that it's they brought it back and now it's inside their uh, operations room so they're still filling up with new post-its new i'm like that's good that's really good because it it has kicked in you know the whole system has kicked in and i think from there we're, we're really happy and we feel very rewarded in that sense that people have now been affected by this whole concept of design thinking and 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 being more human about manufacturing cars <laughs> interesting yeah yeah it's it's really lovely to think you know um if if i would say i i really feel blessed that uh uh 3 years ago tim asked me a question <laughs> and that's why i <coughs> that's why i i came to the yes. academy um it makes me f- also feel uh responsible uh to make or or let's say let philosophy grow uh in 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 no um i cannot accept a situation that you know that what we know today if we are able to pass on and and help other regions mm-hmm. with it we we stand still that's i cannot imagine so it makes me feel responsible to to ponder over um what is needed in the next stage for people I, and of course i don't have an answer and especially not today <laughs> but it, it it really makes me makes me think and that there is a lot of uh, well stuff we, we, we can do, especially when you mentioned if it's people to be people connection, uh, how to how to shape that, making it more visible or enjoyable for others to, to, to step in, making the invitation uh, for others to to be able to, to step in. Especially and um, this is in the back of my mind all the time. 
uh, especially for those who have no clue about tools or methods while they are in uh, a situation uh, that I would describe as painful in crisis, in war, mm -hmm. or uh, socially um, unjust situations. Mm -hmm. uh, I guess, you know, getting older, this is <laughs> getting me really. <laughs> and uh, I really wish to be to be useful in those situations. Of course, I like corporate organizations, but <laughs> especially those situations uh, get my attention uh, a lot. So that that's, you know, what keeps me thinking. Yeah. Uh, perhaps we are heading towards an end, not a definite end. Um, so I wonder, are there any questions you have for me while I'm sitting on this chair? <laughs> I'm asking questions. <laughs> hmm. Based on our discussion, um, when you think about uh, the difference hmm. of design thinking in Europe hmm. and Asia. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I, th I think you really touched one of the um, um, mind itches in my mind. Um, in a way, I am a Chinese woman, having had a Chinese education, knowing what it is to fit in in the group, not to stand out. Um, uh, being part of a large family, knowing your role in that family in a system. Uh, but I also have learned uh, how to how to live in a in a Dutch context and being effective and productive and uh, um, being very creative. Um, first I shut off this machine, it's done. Um, so from that point of view I look at the common, common uh, points and also the differences. Um, I feel there is a difference for Asian people to fully embrace creativity. It is about those boundaries at this moment. From a human being point of view, I would say we are all the same. You know, Daryl's crazy, you are crazy, I can get, you know, very crazy. We all have it in ourselves. But somehow in different layers of uh, growing up, uh, becoming an adult, we don't um, we don't take off those layers anymore. I would say that for, uh, in this case, for, for Chinese people, sometimes that is strong. So we stay within a cell, within the border. It is more difficult to step out. I wish I could help, you know, I wish I could show or help uh, 
to to help people to see how you can get out and can get in again. It's not losing. That's that's really something you trigger me to say. Uh, I hope people do have the experience uh, to be fully creative and step out of a system, but have the choice and in that sense the freedom to step in again when it's needed or when you feel to to do so and while you're doing the, this I hope judgment will stay away and perhaps I'm, I'm saying a little bit about my own you know mm -hmm. about my own experience what it is to to step out of a group to do some really cool stuff that's so so much heart driven there's, there are times I do things, you know, I can't reason it, but I know I have to do this. Also, and then, yeah, also, of course, getting some compliments and sometimes judgments, and then also returning to the, the, the space we call work or home. Yeah, and be normal again. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. So this is... This is the, the, the difference. And I really feel a little bit, you know, shaky about how to describe it, being yeah. afraid to yeah. offend people when I describe it. I do not intend to offend. It's 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 the difference I see. Yeah. You know, we probably have the same sentiments of this. Uh, I kind of realized this some three years ago. And, and so the main question that came to my mind Who's got the largest potential to bring design thinking uh, at its maximum levels? And I, I think it's, it's it would be culturally driven. Mm. So the, 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 the Asians are usually known as more of a collectivist mm. culture. Yeah? Something that we all are familiar with. And, and it, it's, it's, you know, this, this saying about Pao Zhe Yi Ku does not work well in Western culture. There's no such thing as everyone hugs together and cry, right? It you should work. say an English translation. Yeah, so, so the, the, the English, <laughs> sorry. So the English translation is where uh, everyone hugs together and cry. Mm. But in the Chinese, so there's, there's, this, there's this Chinese saying as well, where we all hug each other and cry. That works perfectly well in that context because, uh, you know, when people suffer, they suffer as a, they suffer as a collective whole and, and they just hug together and cry kind of thing. I, I don't know. But it makes a lot of sense because it is in this collect collective group that we find we find ourselves, we find our potentials, we find mm -hmm. our capabilities. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's something that over time we have been told that no, you own your own education, you own your mm -hmm. own study, your family is just there to give you that first uh ability to to learn and to grow on your own i think that's something that mm -hmm. we need to change our thinking in that sense mm -hmm. we need to bring back this whole hey yes you are you are you you have many talents many potentials many whatever you call it because of your own upbringing mm -hmm. but don't forget you are also working within a community of human beings yeah we have our boundaries but we are all human beings with emotional needs our needs are the same my pain is no difference from your pain you cut my hand i cut your hand that pain is the same pain the blood is the same blood i think that's that's a bit deep but but that that's where 
it has brought me to my consciousness that I am just another human in the world. And I hope we could all be that next human being that cares for that other one there. That that would be alone. Being alone. And, and, and sometimes you feel very pitiful uh, for them. Um, you know, when they tell you things that, I don't know, I've reached a point where I don't know where to grow. Mm-hmm. I feel very frustrated because I don't know what else to do next. And then you sit there and I, but you are you're you're up there, you know. You're up there. Think of those guys there sitting on the grounds daily asking for food, and mm. I ask myself, who's happier? Mm. Seems like the person sitting there out of the supermarket that's begging for food seems happier than you are. Something is wrong. <laughs> Something is wrong, right? So that's 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 the thinking that I have uh, today. The question I have. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, where do you think design thinking would really, yeah, I have the same question for you, for myself as well. Lah. Where do you think the next, where would design thinking really work? Yeah, I don't know. That, that, I, I don't have a form, I, I haven't really quite formulated the question, so yeah, you could, you could take care of, yeah. No, I, I, I don't have a question for, for, for you, but I absolutely feel you. And uh, we are blessed, law. I mean, in the sense that we, we, we have got like um, we're like I don't know. I I feel I feel I feel a bit European. I feel a bit Asian. I feel a bit everything. But I enjoy it because I think I'm I'm a citizen of the world. Mm. I I don't think I should belong to a certain political system, mm. but I should belong to the human system where everyone is driven by our emotions and our situations and yeah. Let me allow you to have the last word. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Daryl. Thank you, David, okay. for being with uh, with me and Andre here in the studio. And uh, I hope there will be many more times in the future yeah. uh, to have a conversation about design thinking and the regions where we live and work. Yeah. Thank you very much. Pressure. Thank you.